President Trump was misled with the ventilator. The ventilators didn't help anyone. Most people who were put on ventilators died. The ventilator blew holes in our elderly lungs because it was so traumatic already in that COVID protocol I just outlined. Welcome, everybody, to Conversations That Matter. I'm your host, Alex Newman. Thank you for joining us today here at the New American Magazine. We have a very special guest for you today. His name is Dr. Paul Alexander. Uh, he was brought into the Trump administration as a health policy advisor, a COVID advisor during the COVID crisis uh, at the Department of Health and Human Services. He had a, a front row inside seat to uh, what he describes in his book as the presidential takedown by uh, Fauci and the rest of them. He's got an extraordinary uh, career in uh, public health policy and uh, medicine. Uh, just uh, an absolute uh, joy to have him on the program. Dr. Alexander, welcome. Thank you for joining us. So you were in the Trump administration while so much of this craziness was going on. You were trying to sound the alarm, push back on Dr. Fauci and all the rest of it. Uh, in retrospect, you were absolutely correct. And so many of the other snakes in the Trump administration were wrong. Uh, let's start with, you know, right now, President Trump is one of the leading contenders for the 2024 presidential nomination. Uh, what would you tell President Trump to do differently? What would you advise him right now if um, if you were speaking to him? Well, I mean, um, Alex, first of all, thanks very much for having me on. My my voice is a little hoarse. I just came from some presentations in uh, British Columbia and Calgary and in Miami. But um, look. The truth of the matter is this, that we can't forget why we're here. We are here because some people at some point in different countries were fooling around with pathogen. And notice I didn't say coronavirus. I'm saying pathogen. And, and something was released, whether intentional or accidental, that affected people, especially our vulnerable populations. So we are here because of a release of something that, uh, that killed many people. Subsequent to that, there was a response by the United States government with lockdown for March 15, 16, 2020. I have been out there arguing with others that <clears throat> all we needed to do in the beginning was to isolate only sick people. That's it. You just strongly protect the vulnerable persons in your society but you let the vast majority of, of, of your population live with no lockdowns, no school closures, no business closures, nothing. In other words, Alex, I'm saying after three years, two months in, <clears throat> had we done nothing, had the United States government done nothing other than common sense, protect the high-risk persons, use early treatment, vitamin D, let doctors apply the clinical discretion, etc we'd have lost far less lives. In, in other words, we killed the United States governments at the various states, their health agencies, Canada, UK, Australia, New Zealand, et cetera. The decision-making by the doctors, by the CEOs of those hospitals, by the colleges of physicians and surgeons, the state boards, by the bureaucrats, the technocrats at CDC, FDA, et cetera, killed our people. Our people died principally not because of this, let's say virus, coronavirus, they died because of the lack of access to treatment, 
at the beginning of the lockdown lunacy where people couldn't even get into a hospital bed. So cardiovascular illness, cancers, like diabetes, renal failure, et cetera, progressed and people died. But we lost most of the people, not from the virus, but because of the lockdowns, the lunacy of it, the collateral damage of the school closures, many children did not eat. Most American children get their only meal, especially minority kids in the school. When we close schools, they starve. Most American children, sexual abuse, physical abuse, captured in the school setting. When we closed schools for those months, a year, sexual abuse went unreported. We had parents going to the ER with their child unresponsive with broken bones. In states in America, I know the data was coming to us, telling the ER doctor, we've been beating each other physically because we've been locked out from our work. No income, we're miserable, months. Today we crossed the line, we think we might have killed the child doctor, help us. That's what this lockdown lunacy did. And I'm trying to say that it is the treatment of our people. It is the treatment of our elderly, our parents and grandparents, our colleagues, our friends in the hospital, the medical system. Because once we took them into that hospital, we tested them positive with a PCR test that was 99% false positive. We shut the society down in schools with a PCR process that we knew and we showed them early on that was not detecting infectious lethal pathogen, that it was wrong. And we showed that, but no one listened. What did we do? We took granny, we gave her a positive test, sucked her into the black hole of the medical system in all those hospitals in America, put her in a back room. She, her family couldn't see her. She couldn't see no one. They let her lay in her feces and maggots for months. Whilst doing that, remember, she was isolated. Isolation is the greatest killer of elderly people. She was isolated back there. Nobody would touch her. And she was spiraling down. Okay, she was malnourished and dehydrated. Malnourishment and dehydration killed many of our elderly in the hospital. Believe that piece of data. On top of that, we sedated granny and grandpa <clears throat> with the paralytic midazolam. You give that to, to people on death row to paralyze them before the execution. We put that on her. We put do not resuscitate orders on her. Nobody could have resuscitated her. We, we pumped her with diamorphine, further comatosed her. That was the COVID protocol, I'm telling it to you. That's what our doctors did. Our doctors should be shamed, and many of them should be investigated, stripped of their license. I say even imprisoned some for what they did. Because on top of that, they prevented the use of antibiotics. They knew, these doctors knew that most often granny had bacterial pneumonia secondary to the viral infection. She needed antibiotics, but the decision is no antibiotics. Where did you ever hear of that before? And then they pumped her with remdesivir, a kidney and liver toxic, failed Ebola drug. Fauci and they made at the standard of care. So that was killing her even worse. And to end off the tragedy, they intubated her and they put on the ventilator. President Trump was misled with the ventilator. The ventilators didn't help anyone. Most people who were put on ventilators died. 
the ventilator blew holes in our elderly lungs because it was so traumatic already in that COVID protocol I just outlined. We killed most, I'm saying it clearly, most of the people who died from COVID in the advanced stages of COVID in our hospitals died not from any virus. They died because of the medical treatment, how they were treated, that COVID protocol killed them. We killed our elderly. And it is for this reason, people like me, people like Scott Atlas, people like McCullough, we are out there on the front lines fighting because we want justice. We want accountability for all those people who died needlessly. And we want President Trump to get back on deck, get back on deck. I think he deserves a second shot, but deliver that justice and accountability for us. Yeah, powerful, powerful stuff, Dr. Alexander. We're going to go to break real quick. And when we come back, I want to talk about what's happening at the international level and also a little bit more on presidential <laughs> politics now with the entry into the race of Robert F. Kennedy. Folks, stay with us. We're going to be right back right here at the New American Magazine. Hi, I'm Alan Keyes. I'm the host of IMTV's uh, daily talk show about uh, news and events in America. And I want to say a good word for the New American Magazine. Uh, not only because Alex Newman has joined us as somebody who is periodically hosting a show, but because uh, New American Magazine represents an alternative media that is willing to tell people the truth. Uh, with so much fake news spreading, spreading about, and the fact that right now this country is in an existential crisis, we remember who we are and where we come from and what our principles are, or we die. Reading New American Magazine can keep you up to the minute on the issues that are challenging us as a people and on which that survival hangs. You can check it out and subscribe at www.thenewamerican.com. Welcome back to Conversations That Matter. I'm your host, Alex Newman, Senior Editor at The New American. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, our guest today is Dr. Paul Alexander, Dr. Extraordinaire. Uh, he's the author of Presidential Takedown, How Fauci and the Deep State Conspired to Use Pandemic and Lockdowns to Topple Trump. Uh, he is doing so much important work, and he, he was there as all this was happening, as, as snakes were deceiving Donald Trump about so much of what was happening with the COVID, people like Dr. Fauci and others. In the last segment, we talked about accountability. Uh, Dr. Alexander, uh, as we're recording this, we just had a new announcement. Robert F. Kennedy has jumped into this race, and he's saying he's going to take down the uh, merger of state and corporate power. He's been very outspoken against these COVID injections. Uh, what are your thoughts on his candidacy, and what might that look like to have um, a, a Democrat speaking out against these things, a Republican like Trump speaking out against these things. You think that's going to move the Overton window, shift the conversation a little bit? Thanks again for having me, Alex. And uh, look, let me be as blunt as I can. I know Robert Kennedy. I know him well. I've interviewed with him. I've spent time with him in different. We went on Washington uh, Lincoln Memorial to give a speech and defeat the mandate. So I know him. He's a principal guy. Bottom line for me is he belongs to the wrong party. There are no Democrats right now in the front, out front, who are to me sane, legally sane. They're outrageous, radical left. Kennedy's a different breed. He's a good guy. I don't support his politics. I, I, I am for gun, I am for the Second Amendment. So I'm not for gun control if he's bringing that. I am against the green energy, insane nightmare 
um, money grab, environmental crap that they pull out. If Kennedy is for that, I'm off. I like his vaccine, anti-COVID vaccine stance. That I like. But I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a liberal. I'm a conservative libertarian, sometimes independent. So, uh, but, but he's a good guy. And he's smart and uh, principled. So he changes the race a bit. He forces Trump to deal with some of the issues. And um, so what I wanted to say is, uh, my view is this. I would like somebody like Ron DeSantis in, in uh, six years, 2020. I think Trump is needed. Trump is the only person, President Trump, is the only person with the kahunas to go in there and tear up Washington figuratively, strip all of those alphabet health agencies down to the studs, strip them down to the wood, fumigate them, take the CDC, place it on Alcatraz, take the FDA, put it 200 miles north of Anchorage, Alaska, make the lives of these public servants who've been there for, for 30, 40 years, just sucking off the teeth of the taxpayer and not doing nothing to help the population. Trump is a person could do it. He has that kind of strength to deliver justice and accountability. He needs to clean the battlefield for DeSantis. He needs to. DeSantis is not capable. Look, I like him. I do work with some of his people directly and indirectly. I think he's a good guy. He can make a good POTUS too, but not yet. I can't see DeSantis sitting all across the table from Xi or Putin and these people. They make mincemeat out of him. You need Trump to set things back, reverse the four years of Biden madness. We need, we need Trump. And uh, I felt Trump in, in January 2020 was going to be the greatest president that we had in history, save Abe and George. Trump was going to do that. So I want him to get his shot to finish up what he started and to deliver, deliver real justice and accountability and put a lot of people in jail. Do them what they're trying to do you and doing to you. Deliver it back in kind, President Trump. I am, I am for vengeance. After I'm not Jesus, I like vengeance, good vengeance, justified vengeance. I want President Trump, first hour, sworn in, second term, to do these things immediately. He must sign an executive order reversing the liability protection under the PREP Act that ESA, ESA damaged President Trump with that PREP Act. He should not have done that. So I want... Uh, President Trump to sign that executive order. I want President Trump also to consider an executive order implementing treatment uh, treatment programs, like with the VA and stuff in that model for, um, for persons who've been hurt um, by the uh, COVID gene injections and the lockdowns with a heavy, heavy focus on our military. I want that from President Trump. And... Um, Welcome, everyone. And... Uh, uh, what I want also is President Trump to make uh, executive order for a victim compensation fund with a special attention to the military and police for all Americans, actually, who were hurt by the vaccines and the lockdowns. So repeal the liability protection, retroactive, so we could punish Pfizer and Moderna and Bola and Banson and Fauci and Walensky and Ja and all of these, in my opinion, criminals in a courtroom and strip them of their money, imprison some. Victim compensation fund, we want that. We want people to get proper healthcare dedicated for the vaccine 
harmful effects, focus on our military too. And uh, I want President Trump to focus on justice and accountability and uh, an executive order setting up a proper surveillance system, not the garbage various CDC database that we have. I worked with it. I was in the government. It's just garbage. It's junk. We want one that collects this, the adverse events properly, long term, so we could study it. We could see who's at risk and we could actually cater care and support for them long term. The population needs this. And I want to say something to parents. You need to understand parents, especially for your teens, boys, your teen males and girls. We have a new study out of Basel, Switzerland by Mueller et al. That research group shows that girls are revealing myocardial lesions post-COVID gene shot, the mRNA shot, at the same level as boys. We thought the myocarditis risk was nine to one, nine boys, nine males to one female. No, your girls, your females, your teen girls are as equal risk. Silent myocarditis is a very devastating situation. I am calling on parents. I'm an academic scientist and I wanna be as blunt. Before your teen male or female takes the field for soccer or any sort of activity that involves activity where there can be surges of adrenaline, that adrenaline on a scarred myocardium, scarred heart muscle from silent myocarditis that you do not know is there. The team does not know it's there. Yet they take to that field and they could go into cardiac arrest and die. I'm being very blunt. It is incumbent on parents that you insist that your clinician, your doctor rules out and excludes silent myocarditis if your child, your team took this series of COVID shots. It is deadly. CDC and FDA are not telling you, I am telling you. Well, Dr. Alexander, that's a lot to uh, to digest. Uh, your website, which is uh, filled with good information, is drpaulalexander.com. You've also got a substack. Your book is uh, also excellent, Presidential Takedown. People can find that uh, in most places that good books are sold. Uh, any other place that people can follow your excellent work, uh, Dr. Alexander? Well, I mean, Alex, you know, uh, my substack is Alexander COVID News. You just mentioned it. Thank you. I make it free to people and I publish things, my view on the science. I apologize again for my voice today. But anyway, <clears throat> please go to it, subscribe, it's free. If you wanna support me, you can always uh, do a paid subscription, but you don't have to. Um, I depend on shows like Alex Newman. I watch these things routinely because I see who you have on as guests. They bring a lot of information for me too. So I'm, I'm asking people to also support Alex, support his show, support him in any which way you can, the Lindell Network, et cetera. So uh, we are hoping and praying for Potus Trump. I do believe that with a second shot, he can right the wrongs. He can put America, America is the greatest nation on this earth, bar none. America deserves to be saved. So I am in the fight. I wanna help save America and give my children and grandchildren something to look forward to in the future and a safe country. America is the place to be. And that's all I Amen. Dr. Alexander, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for your courage and speaking out. Folks, check out his resources, sign up for his Substack, support him. Uh, he's one of the voices of truth. And uh, hopefully when Trump takes the White House again, he'll be in a very prominent position there. I'm Alex Newman. This is Conversations That Matter. Until next time, thanks and God bless you all.